I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week 14 in the NFL. I'm your host, Paul Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Right now, when you listen to the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, Springer, iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole thinking for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, you know how it goes. Here comes the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? And now it's time. For the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, as always, we start off with a good, and the good this week, well, definitely not my voice, but what was good was fucking us, baby. Two and one of the clients on the week, one and oh in college, one and one in the NFL, and another unit up is better than another unit mm. down, Longhorn. Yeah, just quick uh, bookkeeping, I forgot to uh, remind you before, but uh, I couldn't remember if you told me to put in a teaser or not, so it's actually three and one, because we, we had Tampa Bay and Buffalo. And that and that was uh, oh nice. It was in and it was up on the website the whole time. So yeah, it's three and one actually. Sorry. Yeah, three and one. Well, look at there. Two <coughs> units up is better than one unit up. So definitely, we're, we're getting even more good in the good right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, college. We had the Army Navy under twenty nine and a half. I said I couldn't give it out on the podcast as a free pick in good conscience because it was at twenty eight. I said I thought the game would land twenty seven. I said if it got to 26 and a half, I to take the over. I never saw it get there. I don't think it ever did get there. And the game landed at 28 because Army took the intentional safety at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Mm-hmm. So, look, man, 90% of these games land between 26 and 28 points. You just got to remember that going forward. If you're going to take the under these days, you got to get there early. If you don't get there early, just wait. Let it dip down. Get it in that 27 range, and then if you want to take the over, go ahead and take your chance. Nah. You got very lucky if yeah. you wanted the over. Uh, you got very fortunate there, but we got the under. Um, but that's another example, Longhorn, of how it pays even more to be a client than it does just to listen. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, for sure, you always want to get the best of the number. But with that said, I don't think they can ever price this game low enough to where I'm not going to, you know, if it takes a freaking safety with four seconds left or whatever it was to barely catch the the worst number over then yeah just just when that when that line comes out listen to the podcast drop it in at the under it's probably going to be it probably comes out around 30 31 i mean they're, they're getting smarter so maybe they'll open at what 29 next year who knows but we'll see we'll see we'll see if the rule change goes a lot of um a lot of coaches hate the new college timing rules 
especially when the fact that they advertised that it would shorten the game and it did not really shorten the games. All they did was add more commercials in, you know, because for all the money. So, uh, well, that's so, the length of the game, but it does quicken the pace of actual game on the field. It does, and honestly, I'm a fan, so mm-hmm. I hope that they just stick with it now that we have a year. You know, the data will catch back up to it as far as totals go, but I think just if you just stick with it and give us all enough time with it, we'll be back. You know, we'll we'll level the market for everybody. So don't worry, don't worry your pretty little heads about that. Uh, but yeah, I hope I hope they stick with the rules. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, getting to the NFL. Well. Start off with good us in the contest. Finally, <laughs> Longhorn had a great week. Went four and one. I went three and a half and one and a half. I, don't, I guess that's sure. how you say that. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, we'll go through all of those games because they encompass our uh, our uh, client picks as well. So we're going to start with Longhorn hit the sounder on Cincy. Uh, that was. The easiest call on the board to me, it was mine and literally everyone else's number one game of the week, so not exactly sharp, but sometimes it is hip to be square, and we did give it out to our clients. We both had it in the contest, and uh, Mr. Burrow better watch out, because our new boy, <clears throat> sorry I can't sing right now, Mr. Browning, is proven that he might be just fine with two Pro Bowl wide receivers also. But uh, Longhorn, what are your thoughts on that game and since he looking forward? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, we, we put these out on – we record on Wednesday night, so, yeah, it might become square by, by kickoff on Sunday, but, you know, we're in early, and and, and even though that game ended up yeah, being – Yeah, we gave this out at plus one, and it closed right. at uh, – it closed at three, actually, at what minus are, three. So. Yeah, and even though it ended up as a blowout, that doesn't matter. As long as you're getting the early number and getting on the sharp side of things, then it's still, it's still a good call, and we definitely were. Um, as far as the game goes – Man, his numbers ended up being really good, and he did play good. He's and he, he's showing that moxie uh, still, Mister Browning talking about. And but there's he's flirting with it, you know. Like you, sometimes <laughs> you, you you watch these games and you watch these quarterbacks, like when Dobbs was on that run, and before it went to the shitter, you could see him flirting with it. I'm just just a little word of warning going forward. I'm not. Um, I'd have to pull up who they're playing next. I don't know if it's coming going to come next week, the week after that, but. The shit's coming for Mr. Browning because he's playing with fire a lot. It's working right now because he's got so much confidence and he does have badass receivers uh, out there catching the ball for him. But, yeah, there's going to be a holy shit game coming up for Mr. Browning pretty soon. It never hurts to have badass receivers. Uh, they have Minnesota hosting Minnesota next Saturday. So, Uh-oh. Yeah, I remember now. That's a good number for Minnesota. So, it's one to keep an eye on. And Chase Brown, that, that running back little um, – change of pace guy they got to go along with mixing he's it. really been the spark plug to me i mean Man. i know browning's been doing well and i like having fun and singing his name but you're right i mean the dude is what he is for a reason but we've also seen that a little spark here and a little spark there this time of year can carry a team man all the way to the playoffs not saying they're going to the super bowl or anything but yeah, they they could definitely they're on a run and they could definitely make one all the way through. That's why I just I just love the NFL so much because they're they're just so there's like four seasons in one in the NFL. It really nothing is ever exactly what you think it is, good or bad. It constantly changes. The good teams constantly throw new wrinkles, 
new designs, new little player wrinkles. Like it's just, you know, we've seen all the time these wild card teams that barely sneak into the playoffs that make a Super Bowl run and win it. I just love the NFL because it is never all the way to the end exactly what you think, and you just got to stay, you got to stay sharp, and you got to stay on it. Yeah, and then other times it is exactly what you think, but you change your mind 14 times on the way to <laughs> saying, hey, I told you back in August they were going to win it, but yeah, 14 times we said something else during that during the yeah, year, so exactly. that, that is how it goes. Uh, all right, the numbers geek pick of the week on the Jets led to the hitting of the deuce. Yes. No, long teaser of the year. Look, man, sometimes trends just line up perfectly with spots. It was time for the Houston thing to fail. There's look, they're still not a good football team. I know Stroud's been great, but and they're a great story, but you gotta remember, it's December now. They weren't supposed to be a good football team coming in. They way outperformed expectations. Kudos to them. But they're still not a good football team. And this is the NFL. And when December hits, that's when all the warm fuzzies start to fade away. Uh, I did have the Jets in my online contest at six and a half. There was no way I was taking them out of that after the line fell. I didn't put them in to the Super Contest. Uh, probably should have. But anyway, Longhorn thoughts Everybody on should've. both those teams. <laughs> well, my, my, that was a great call. And my favorite part about that call is that it, it took the teaser to hit. because To the, hit the under, yeah. Yeah, because the, the game went over. The game went over 33 points in a game that was zero to zero at a halftime so <laughs> big i mean if you have thought that in the second half these two teams would have combined for 36 points that's again that's why i love the nfl but yeah it was, it was, with with the one team that can't score the ball scoring 30 of the 36 points unbelievable just when you think you know but yeah that was a that was a good one all right, uh, I had the Rams plus seven in the contest. It went to seven and a half, which scared away all of the squares, but I was never worried. Told you in the podcast, Baltimore have to buy at home. As a favor, not good. And with Lamar, they're now 0-5, ATS. Uh, the Rams could have won the game. Obviously, it went to overtime. But, I mean, I thought the big takeaway for me was both quarterbacks were outstanding, uh, number one and three in QBR this week. That looked like vintage Lamar. Uh, and it also looked like the vintage McVay offense, and you talked about it also with the running back being back. This kid, that running game rolling, um, the Rams are just a different team with him out there. They just are. Uh, but now Baltimore has the number one seed in the AFC. So Longhorn thoughts on Baltimore, the Rams, both, whatever, moving forward. Helps if I turn, if I turn my mic on. Um, the uh, With that game, it my first, my takeaway is that Stafford is continues to be one of the most underrated but accepted, really good quarterbacks in the league. Um, he, he, I, I still hear people say, oh, "I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer." Like to, to me, in my eyes, and, and all the years I've been watching football, like that dude is so fucking good, and and has, had his career wasted away for so long in Detroit. Um, on the other side, Lamar is playing some of the best ball that I've ever seen him play. Um, they're not just a you know, grounded running team. Um, they're, they're, they're letting it loose and, and playing some good team ball on both sides, on both sides there. And, uh, and I listen to the podcast like I usually do on Mondays, the, the, the one we put out on, on Thursday that we were, I mean, the entire podcast was, was good. Like e, e, we very rarely disagreed. 
So even on the games we were wrong or, you know, opposite sides, like somebody was on the right side, all the other ones, we were all both on the right side of, of almost the entire pod. So if you listened, if you're a client, if you, you know, any way, any which way you did it, you, you, we all had a good week last week. Really, really good week. Uh, I'm saving the bears for the bad session, bad section. I know that doesn't make sense <clears throat> now if you listen to the podcast, but it will make sense in a minute. Um, okay. Longhorn had San Fran in his contest. Like I almost put him in also after I heard that Gino was going to be out, but I didn't want to have uh, that much chalk on my ticket just in case something crazy happened. I mean, I'm way fucking out of the contest. There's no reason not to be a little bit contrarian. Now, I wasn't going to put Seattle in, obviously, with Gino out, but like I said on the podcast, I like Seattle. I was prepared to play them because I thought with Gino they could get the back door. And if he played, man, I still believe that they could have in that game. They had pretty much every opportunity. But when I saw that line move and I heard he was out, I was out on that game as well. But, again, I still didn't want to eat the chalk and put him in. But Longhorn did, and he got rewarded for it. So, Longhorn, what about the thoughts on San Francisco and that goddamn machine that just keeps rolling? Yeah, and I just you know I liked them on Wednesday when they were at ten and a half. So the fact that it, that <laughs> no, it went yeah, that it went didn't. to thirteen and a half. Okay, you know it's it's uh, whatever. But I will say this: it just changed the name, and let's let's pretend that Geno Smith played, and Geno went twenty two for thirty one for two hundred seventy yards, eight point seven an attempt, two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, Drew Lock wasn't bad, man. I mean, he did exactly what a Geno Smith day was going to be. So I think that this is probably close to what it was going to be, anyways. Maybe he gets another field goal, and uh, and um, yeah, field goal would have would have uh, changed that that um, ATS win or loss. So who knows? But yeah, it's they're a juggernaut. Like San Francisco is just they're they're not a team you want to get in front of. They're just steady as a rock. Seven points, a touchdown in every single quarter. They're just when they get the ball, they're working their way down. And as long as Debo and their offensive line is healthy, they're they're a play on team for me. Yep, their odds of winning the division are 100% now. So <laughs> if you listen to the preseason podcast, yeah. Oh, wow. You listen to the preseason podcast, I know I gave them out as a division winner. I believe Longhorn did too. No, so. no, I didn't. Oh, well. But we'll go, we'll go over all those at the uh, end of the year. Sorry, I thought you did. Uh, no, I had Seattle as a as a flyer. Remember, I, I was, I was, you know, the oh, purdy, yeah, yeah, yeah. purdy yeah, thing. The like, question, yeah. It's just, you know, obviously he's really, he's good. He's good. He might be okay. He might he might work out. <laughs> in this girl. system, he's good. In this system, he's very good. In this system, he's the number one QBR quarterback in the entire season through yep. 14 weeks. So, yep. not bad. Uh, okay, I had Tampa Bay on my side of the contest. Look, this is not a game that I wanted to play at all. I promise you. But sometimes, Longhorn, you just have to put the juju out into the universe for good things to come your way. And we oh, desperately okay. needed Tampa Bay to win that game. That sets us up to have a really good chance of having another great year now for the season over-under win totals. Yep. That game was crucial. <clears throat> I think all Baker needed <clears throat> was to know that I believed in him enough to <clears throat> put him into a contest that I've long given up on long ago. And I think that was all the motivation he really needed to go out there and spare everybody to death and barely beat one of the worst defenses and teams in all of football. Oh, God. You got any yeah. thoughts on that game? Well, you know, it's uh, we'll get into it whenever you um, throw it to me to see if there's anything else. But, yeah, it kind of screwed over my fiddle. Um, I had Tampa teased up and then uh, Atlanta on the on pick them. But, oh, yeah. I but, I mean, it, it was still a really good week overall. So, it, it just – 
games like this, and there was two of these, KC and Buffalo at Tampa and Atlanta, to where one play here and there would have turned a really good week into maybe one of the best weekends I've ever had. Uh, but that's what happens when you when you play these games. I took both home teams at basically pick'ems. And, you know, we saw what happened in KC. And in this one, Baker Mayfield drove like 80-something yards with however much time left and got that, that touchdown at the very end. I paid and, no attention to that game. Tampa Bay was winning the whole time. And then I saw they won. I looked at my phone twice. I was like, all right, they're winning. I looked at it and I was like, oh, they won. Cool. <laughs> and I never even knew they were behind. Oh, <laughs> I man. missed that whole part. Yeah, they they Ritter actually kind of – I mean, he still sucks. He didn't he, play bad. Well – by yeah, the numbers, you, again, I yeah. didn't watch the game. By the right. numbers, he didn't play bad. Well, yeah, when you watch it, it, I mean, but you know what? Here's the deal. Like when, you, and I don't know why he hasn't been doing this all year because, like, he he finally this this week decided I'm just gonna chunk it up to my giant fucking tight end and and six five Drake London receiver. And every time he does that, it works out for him. Now he's too stupid, I guess, to do it every week. I don't know what the deal is, um, but yeah, he had 350 yards. They ran for 100 yards. I mean, Tampa got severely outgained, and uh, it just came down to Baker had the ball to drive the field to go get the win, and he did it. And you, you know, hats off, whatever. I'll, I'll take that. He does what Baker does <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Speaking of season totals, oh, Longhorn had Denver in his side of the contest, and not only did they cover the three, but they beat those stupid San Diego once again Superchargers <laughs> outright. <clears throat> which sealed our first official victory on season totals we had. Oh. San Diego under nine and a half. Easiest call on the board, baby, and first victory for us. Longhorn, your boy Herbert, had a QBR of 1.5. He's a natural-born loser and a giant pussy, but this is the good section, so let's talk about your great call on Denver and your thoughts on them keeping that momentum rolling and, you know, their odds updated just so everybody knows, they're now they're up to a 9.8% chance to win the division, believe that or not. Hmm. Uh, but they're up to 41.9% to get in the wild card. That is the highest they've been the entire fucking year. Yeah, they're just they're just that was in this game specifically, I mean, take out the Herbert injury, whatever, but like that this is was just a huge coaching mismatch and the fact they were getting three points, I mean, just just come on. That was, that was Did San Diego ever even score? I never saw that they scored. Yeah, they got a, a fourth quarter touchdown. Oh, the trash time touchdown? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I I just they couldn't score on the worst defense in the NFL. Although thirty first yeah. going into it. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, it, what, <laughs> if that metric that whatever you're using, like it's it's. I mean, it's a metric and that's fine. It, it's 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 all part of the math. But like when I watch them, they're not even close to the worst defense. Like they they've been a really good defense by the eye test for about a month, a little bit over a month now. So yeah, I hope play I hope that those numbers keep put keep you know adjust making these lines what they are because there's just continually going to be value with denver because they're they're playing way better than whatever numbers at least on defense say that they are yeah and there's other numbers that showed me better it's just that 70 point game is just such a fuck i mean if you took that out of the data you know i'd like to be able to do that and then see where they were at at that point they'd probably be right about middle of the league if you did that to be honest Yeah, they had they had six sacks, eight pass breakups, and I know that a lot of most of the game was played with a with a backup, but still, man, like they're was it most? Of it? I thought Herbert played like at least a half. 
probably probably close to half because he had 17 attempts and Easton had 24. So it was, it, it was probably close to a half. Yeah. Well, they didn't score in the half that he was in. I know no. that. No, they're broken. They're, they're QBR <laughs> broken 1.5. They're not good. Uh, now, I do have a ticket on Denver from way back when, February, March, mm-hmm. summer, to win the Super Bowl. I still don't feel good about that one in my pocket. Yeah, uh, but I do have don't a playoff ticket on Denver as well. So I'm feeling better about that one in my pocket. I'll say that. Yeah. But yeah. we got a long way to go. Uh, let's see. Oh, last Monday in the podcast, I gave out Baltimore, Tampa Bay, teaser. That hit. I gave out Baltimore, Las Vegas, teaser. Hit it. I also gave out Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, teaser. Yeah, that hit also. So turns out, old Bo Sibis can tease him with the wall. He can tease him without the wall. Any way you fucking like it, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I, this is a good time to talk about all the, the teasers and fiddles. So I, I mentioned Atlanta... Uh, pick and Tampa Bay eight and a half that did not fiddle in the middle and KC pick Buffalo eight and a half did not fiddle in the middle. Um, but you know if you're playing these the right way, you're 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 at least you're carrying over at least the uh, Tampa Bay plus eight and a half and the Buffalo plus eight and a half. You're carrying that over to the next week. I've told you only do this if you have the option to have a uh, to leave an open spot on your teasers. Um, now the Cleveland and Jacksonville, if you're paying attention right before game time, that line ticked down to two and a half. So that one did fiddle in the middle. You take Cleveland minus two and a half, Jacksonville up to eight and a half. You got the middle on that and you're carrying over Jacksonville to next week. The, uh, Cincy teaser from early in the early, early in the week. This is, this would have been from Monday. If you were uh, listening, you could have got that in on Monday, carrying over to next week. Another fiddle in the middle that hit Baltimore minus one and a half LA Rams plus seven and a half. So, once again, another one carrying over. The Chargers in Denver, I've got to take the L on that one. Now, obviously, Denver carrying over at 8.5 to next week did. Uh, but I said on the podcast to um, to take the Chargers at the uh, minus 2.5. So, it did not fiddle. But, again, you've got one carrying next week. And then Vegas carrying over to next week also at plus 8.5. Um, so, a lot, a lot of wins carrying over to, to Next week, the Fiddles did not necessarily hit this week. Only got the Baltimore and the Cleveland-Jacksonville to to middle. If that Atlanta and KC would have, you hit fucking everything, both sides, and carrying over everything to next week. This is a this is something I'm going to continue to use and, and promote on the podcast and uh, and try to get better and better and sharper and sharper with these things. But um, they are fun, and we got lots of winners carrying over to next week, and we'll just see what we need and, and want to fill them in with. I've got a couple already that we'll talk about later. Yeah, and if you listen to the preseason podcast, you might have lost the fiddle on the Chargers, but you got the win on their season total under because we told you to take it. So There you go. You There's know? all the hedging, and there's lots of ways to, to just keep building that bankroll. Skin and, these goddamn bookies alive. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is easily my most profitable weekend in the NFL this season. Which tends to happen, uh, you know, when the NFL starts getting the majority of my attention and college kind of dies down. So I'm looking forward to another great run from here all the way to the fucking Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, and and I, this was a loser for me, <clears throat> but um, it's it's worth mentioning because I liked my um, I liked my my contest pick so much that I and I never do it, but I put it I put in a five game parlay. On my picks, and of oh, course, fuck. and of course, Kansas City. 
All right, well, that's a perfect segue to the bad. Uh, NFL pre-pick on Kansas City. We gave it out to the clients. We both had it in our contest. Look, mm. I said on the podcast, I thought Buffalo would walk away from the win. So that's my own fault for putting Kansas City in my contest. But I wasn't going to put Buffalo in because I don't, I don't like rooting against our money and the client's money. I don't give a fuck about a contest point. I'm just not going to do that. But that's just me. Uh, now, obviously, this game could have went either way. Kansas City kicked themselves in the ass over and over and over again, including the fucking penalty on Tony that brought back what would have been probably maybe the game-winning touchdown. I mean, I just don't understand why the fuck this dude is still on the goddamn roster. Well, huh. he, he's going to be on the roster. Just, I mean, you, you remember he was probably the most important offensive, well, second most important offensive player in the Super Bowl last year when they won it. So they're just going to like bite their tongue and have to deal with him being, he is the dumbest, worst hands quarterback in the, or receiver in the league for sure. Um, But really the only two things I'm going to say about that play. Yeah. It cost me a lot of money, but it's whatever. Um, And it cost me my five and oh in the contest, which I've never had, which would have been really nice. But yes, he was, there's just two things. Yes. He was lined up offsides. He was in the neutral zone. He was not in the neutral zone. He was on Buffalo's side of the yeah. goddamn field. Yeah, he, he was lined up offsides. I get that. But, you know, like, they could have given a warning. It, it's not, you know, it's not something that, you know. But the but the fact that, like, if it had just been a running play or just a little quick hitch to, to Kelsey or whatever on that play, they get the penalty, they move back five yards, whatever. It would have been no big deal. It's the fact that on that one play that, that he decided to step a, two feet forward and that's the play that they have one of the most amazing touchdowns ever to go ahead with a minute left. Like that's why it's such a like holy shit moment. And um, they're just that's and that's why that's why Mahomes was so frustrated. It, and it, uh, a say, lot- say, save that. I I got okay. I, that's in the are you fucking kidding me? Okay, all right. So save your thoughts on that. So that that's it. That, that was unfortunate. That would have been the five and zero. Oh. Would have been a. Five game parlay that I don't know if I've ever hit a five game parlay, oh but gosh. I mean <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I had a really good weekend. We both did that. It could have been my most monster weekend of my life. Just a couple things here or there. All right, uh, updating odds. So just everybody knows going forward, Kansas City down to eighty nine point nine percent chance to win the division. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, though, that win was everything to them. So that brought them out of the dead to up to 25% now to get in the wild card. So, And I they, haven't, and I have not torn up my um, over season total ticket for them, which I had given up on about three weeks ago. But technically, they're still alive. And, I wouldn't and they're, tear it up yet, man. Yeah, they got, they're, they, got a, no, they got a pulse. Nobody wants – they're a team that, like, they're playing gritty right now. They're not playing um, – you know, Josh is still going to throw – his interception, he's going to do that every game. But they're just they're they're playing well. They're running the ball decently, and they're actually attempting to run the ball uh, at, at a decent rate. So arrow up for them. We'll see how they finish. You know, I know they finished the season with Miami, and they got a big one coming up this weekend against Dallas at home. So like or in Buffalo. So we'll see how that all plays out. But I'm not tearing it up yet. No, I wouldn't, man. I really wouldn't. Uh, let's see. So, okay, the Chicago. So, Longhorn had Chicago in the Super Contest. Which that's not the bad part. That's another win for him. They dominated. And I thought that was easily his best call of the week. 
Uh, but the reason why this isn't the bad section is Longhorn, your lines have now lost two out of their last three. Goff has proven he cannot get it done outside in any kind of weather. Uh, they're almost completely dead for the number one seed in the NFC, which means at some point he's going to have to go outside on the road in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Maybe. I mean, it, it, we'll, we'll see. Like, it, it could be. I mean, it could be going to Dallas in the second round, technically, right? Uh, yeah, it could be. But event, I'm saying eventually he's either gonna have to he's either got to show up in Philly or in fucking San Fran. San Fran, yeah, that yeah, they're gonna lose. Prop, eh, depending on the weather, if the, if he catches a break with the weather in Philly, they could beat them. They they could now they can't beat San Fran, I don't think, but they they might they might be able to beat Philly with their their secondary issues. And being able to match up with them physically on the on the uh, line, I don't know that I'd give him a puncher's chance against Philly at Philly. Uh, no chance against San Fran. Um, they were once the number one DVOA defense or DVOA team. Period. Um, in the NFL, they have dropped back uh, to basically, in my estimation, the division winners who don't really have a chance to go all the way. You know, win a round, maybe two. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at with, with Detroit. It's kind of where they've settled in. But the good news for them is they don't play another game outdoors for the rest of the regular season. So that is good for them. Uh, so they should be able to hold their water where they are. And if Philly continues to stumble, which their schedule is really easy, so I don't think that they will. But if they do, then they might could get that two seed, and that would be that would be all important too. Yeah, well, because they're 9-4 they're and, and, and Philly's 10-3. and three. So, yeah, they're yeah. – yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out going forward. But yeah, they're they're I mean, they they suck they suck outside in the in the weather. It's just that's what they are. Their defense continues to be fucking porous. Yeah, they got issues on defense, and I've been watching them because yes, they're still missing that other pass rusher to go along with with um with Hutchinson. But I mean, I, I think that this might be a coaching it, obviously there's they need some more talent on defense. I'm not saying they don't, but there, we saw this defense be pretty good at certain times of the year, and I think that there's enough pieces to not be horrible on on this on this defensive roster. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm over over you know, you know, I'm just setting people too high than of what they should be on this defense. But I feel like it should be better. So Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, um, if if they don't turn this around, I would look for Coach Dan to be making a, a move. At defensive coordinator, and then also, you know, get more talent on on the um, on the defensive side of the ball. And they're still missing that other receiver. Like Jamison Williams is just not the guy. He has his moments here and there, um, but but they got to have somebody else besides Amon St. Brown and the tight end um, to 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 just stretch the defense and have that guy out there opposite those those players. But they're, you know, they are what they are. They're they're going to win the division and go losing the playoffs. That's just what they're going to be this year, which is fine. It's, it's still it's another step forward. You know, it was crazy. I was just looking back through some notes earlier this year, looking for some uh, preseason odds and stuff on just for a couple of games, and we got them. We both put Detroit out as division winner. I know you had that. Uh, we got them at plus money to win the division. Can you fucking believe that now? Like. How was that ever a plus money bet? That's fucking insane. Well, because because of Minnesota, it was it was you know that Minnesota was supposed to be a decent, and they they, um, God, it probably pretty close, right? I bet you'd be getting pretty hairy right now if if Cousins never got hurt. Um, it it might be getting pretty hairy for that division, actually. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could, All could right. be. Uh, moving on with the bad, we didn't have a whole lot, which is good for us. Uh, but overall, Bryce Young, uh, he was 13 for 36 for 137 yards, 3.8 yards per attempt, mm. QBR of 12.6. <laughs> he has the worst QBR in the league of 29.4. To put that in perspective, we all remember how bad Tua was his rookie year. His QBR was a 44.8. In his second year, where he was bad again, his QBR was a 55.7. So it's time for Bryce to sit down. Honestly, <laughs> he's not an NFL quarterback. I don't even know if he can stick around as a backup, but I do love the kid, so I'd rather he get set down now and have a chance to recover and hopefully have like a Geno Smith type resurgence one day than just fucking burn him up and spit him out, which is really where he's on track to do, man. So I don't know, Longhorn Mile reacting to that. No, I mean no. He's been he's been bad, and you don't want to. You just don't want to break a quarterback, especially one that you're married to for. I think he's been sacked four. I think it's this forty six times now. He's been sacked, and it just it that game was like as bad as the numbers are. It it was like the eye test was just as bad. They ran they ran for two hundred yards against New Orleans. And oh my god! Yeah, they, five point two a care like it was. It's all the quarterback, and and I get that he's got no weapons to throw to. But Carr was terrible. Carr was just as terrible as always. Just dinking and dunking for his four point six average. Just, <laughs> just awful. He's so fucking bad. He, he's more frustrating to me than Young because Young's a rookie and he might not just be. He just might not be that good. But Carr, you know, he's he's fucking however much hundreds of millions of dollars he's made in this league, and he just sucks. And I, I'm getting sick of. And this is something I've been noticing for several weeks now that Carr, when he makes a mistake. His first reaction, if like when he if he fumbles the ball, but his but his his knee was down or and he knows it was down, he'll re- he'll quickly get up and say no 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 I was down to and to the his own team and if he throws uh like if he's if he's gets strip sacked but his arm is going forward he's real quick to pop up and, and say to his bitch no no it's okay it's okay my arm is going forward it's like he's so apologetic on it, it's just a personality thing like i can't stand watching him personally play football because it's just there's no alpha in him he's always like saying no 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 it's okay it's not as bad as it looks <laughs> it's, it's tr- trust me it's not as bad as it looks we're okay we're okay here it's just i hate watching him but yeah young was just uh just brutal he's he's they should maybe fake an injury and um and just let him sit for the last the last month and say hey kid let's let's take care of you let's get you reset for next year let's get some better weapons in here and uh, see if we can't have a. a I don't think they have start. to fake it. There's no way that he's not fucking hurting all over. Jesus. Well, I mean, Christ. he ran. He ran uh, three times for 40 yards. He had his best rushing day of the year, and that was really the only, the only thing he had going. But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's bad in Carolina. But hey, at least they have a um, a second round pick, so they got that to look forward to. Awesome. Speaking of bad, uh, updating that division's odds. Woo. We don't have a single team over 500 still. Yes. Uh, Tampa Bay is your new odds on division uh, winner, 42.9%, followed by New Orleans, 31.7%. <laughs> and Atlanta still alive, 25.3%. Good God. Yeah, that's brutal. That's fucking brutal. All right, last thing I got in the bad is Josh Dobbs. Look, I said it on the podcast on Wednesday, his time's come and gone. It was a cool story, but he's garbage. Minnesota had to insert Nick Kiss My McMullins to score any points at all versus a, I mean, 
<sighs> versus a team that can't score the ball at all. So it's bye-bye time for Dobbs. It was a good run for you, kiddo. But Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they, that is going forward. I mean, yeah, he's been bad, obviously. Um, uh, you know, we'll just we'll just see how that goes playing forward because, you know, before, before the injury to Jefferson – which was very early, so who knows how the rest of the game would have played out. It looked like they had some things going, uh, but Jefferson gets gets. You talk about a guy that, that just can't get right. That's that's that Jefferson kid. But yeah, Jefferson had two catches for twenty seven yards in the first quarter, and then uh, once he was out, it was doo doo. And, and Dobbs is bad. He's taking five sacks. I don't understand why they're not. You know, Arizona, <clears throat> even though they weren't winning games. They were at least using him right. Like they're, you know, I don't understand why they're not getting him on the move, not the pocket. Um, it, but Mullins came in nine for thirteen. He, he, you know, he moved the ball at least a little bit. So we'll see how they, what they do next week. Uh, we talked about that game. They're plus three and a half against. Um, um, who was it? Cincy. Yeah, again, at, I think it's at Cincy too. So yeah. <clears throat> man, that'll be <laughs> that'll be interesting to see who they roll out of the quarterback there. Pro- probably Mullins, I would guess. That would be my guess. All right, we're going to move on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? Oh, this week, I've got a few things here. Well, let's just start with that game since we're already there. My God, Minnesota, did you really just score three fucking points in an NFL game? And the dickhead kicker missed a field goal that would have got me the win in the Super Contest and said i get the fucking tie. Oh, what a <laughs> bunch of fucking assholes they are. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did miss that. That one oh, at the, at the God. Uh, Jets. Like, did you ever really think that Boyle and Seaman were better options than Wilson? Like, really? I take you last week in the Super Contest. You can't score a single touchdown versus that garbage-ass Atlanta defense. Wilson comes back versus a defense who isn't good in Houston, but they're way better than the shitty Falcons, and you score 30. You were such a poverty fucking franchise and i will be shocked if sal is not fucking fired at the end of this year oh they're just a fucking joke that'll be that'll be up to mr rogers that will be it is his neighborhood it will be up to him uh last but not least what i've got patrick mahomes first time he's ever showed up in this section look patty we were rooting for you obviously and that call going against us man it sucks a lot of ass but you through a tantrum like a two-year-old because one call finally goes against you in a crucial moment. And to me, that was fucking pathetic. Uh, that looked like a spolt fucking kid. And you know what? He's about to find out what life is really in the NFL. You know he's never had to play a playoff game on the road ever in his yeah. entire career. But he's about to have to this year. So if you're going to cry like that because you don't get one call you know, in the history of your whole fucking career, then that's that's not goat type shit to me. That's crybaby bitch shit. So, hey, Patty, instead of yelling at the fucking refs and throwing a little girl fit, why don't you go over to your dumbass fucking receiver and tell him to line up on the same side of the fucking field as your own fucking team? I mean, he was lined up on Buffalo's side of the field. The linesman said, I couldn't even see the ball. He was so far fucking in front of me. <laughs> so, two things on that. Number one... <clears throat> 
Um, if you are a New England hater and a Tom Brady hater, that is the exact rant you would hear from all them that, that Tom Brady was just a big crybaby and threw shit fits on the sideline. So I will say the fact that he's doing that probably actually does make him the GOAT because that's kind of how that goes. I don't know. Tommy yelled at teammates. Tommy never fucking did that to the ref. Tommy would go yell at teammates oh, and he oh, yell at I don't coordinators. Know about, ooh, I don't know about that. I've seen him barking at refs plenty of times. Bark, yes. Throw a two-year-old tantrum fit. No. But, okay, so that leads me to the second part of this is that I don't think that it was just that play. I think what you're seeing is a culmination of his receivers being dog shit for the entire year. He's getting then go frustrated. yell at them. Uh, he probably is. But, I mean, you can only do what you can do. Um, but it, that's that was an emotional outburst. I don't mind those. You know, if he does it one time, fine. It's 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 out of character for him. He did it one time. You probably won't see it again for, you know, for several years. He's he's frustrated, man. This team it, this team outside of the receivers is good enough to win the Super Bowl. And they're 8-5. and five And they, you know, like we talked about, that, that's a call that, it, you know, technically is right. Usually isn't made, and it just happened to be on the fucking play that they have a crazy touchdown to win, maybe win the game. So, you know, I, I'm fine with it. There's emotion in this game. He, it, as long as if he does it again yeah, and again and again, yeah, I don't mind. Then I won't like it. I don't mind being emotional. If he went over there and dog cussed fucking Tony, I wouldn't mind that either. That's what a leader does. You tell the guy to get his head out of his fucking ass. He never. So here, he never even checked with the official. Never even looked at it. What you're always supposed to do when you're on the line. You look over the official, you point, I'm on the line, he gives you a little yeah, back up. I've heard people saying that, but I've never seen that happen from a, a receiver that close to the actual formation. Usually it's like the far receiver all the way by the sideline. Whoever's supposed to be on the line, you look at the ref and you point line and they tell you. I've just never seen it from that like slot player that's real close to the line. I mean, maybe it maybe it has happened. I just I don't remember seeing from the slot. Because that's a long way from where Tony was at to the, to the ref. That's a long way. I've, I've you never still seen look them. and point. That's why everybody's like, the ref should have yelled at Like, this isn't high school, motherfucker. It's your job to check with the fucking ref. And I do love how everybody's so up in arms over this. But last year, when the Redskins got fucked in the ass in mm. New York, when uh, their outside, very outside receiver, yeah. Scary Terry, lined up on the line, looked at the ref, pointed down. <clears> the ref <throat> looked yeah. back, gave him the thumbs up. He looked down and looked at the ref again and checked again, and the ref gave him the thumbs up and then called him offsides after he told him, now nah, you're good, twice. Nobody what? was fucking crying for them. Was that a touchdown? I can't a remember. A game-winning touchdown. How does it just – how does this keep happening with game-winning – like, what is this? What are but that's odds? so much more egregious. He oh, for sure. twice. <clears throat> yeah, and, and that, we said that at the time. Like, that was a that – was, that's all on the ref. That was a bullshit, you know, call. This one was the right call. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate that it happened on the you – know, And that's – him being that close to the ball makes it even more egregious on him. It's not yeah. like you're all the way to the side. Maybe yeah. maybe this comes some drizzle. I can't see through my mask. Oh, he's an he idiot. Kind of, he's, he's right a, by the goddamn yeah. ball. And his, he is an idiot. I just, I'm not trying to deflect off of him. He is a fucking moron, and, and it's all on him. Ugh. But, but you know, but whatever. We, we, we beat this up. We, we – you know, we we got it. It's it's they're they're frustrated. We'll we'll see how they, you know, they they are going to win the division. Well, I don't know, man. They're all, Denver's only one game back. We have to look yeah, at but schedule wise, they should win it. Oh, uh, they got they got an easy one going forward. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, as long well, so they they have to win two games. They have they've got two divisional games left. They've already split with Denver, and Denver has like one of the other tiebreakers on them, from what I heard. But as long as they win against the Chargers and the Raiders, they could lose the other two and still win the division. What's it, who uh, Kansas City? 
Yeah, I think so. Well, no, Denver's only one back that can't, but. Reed, I'm pulling up Denver. What's what's Kansas City's remaining four? Let's see. Okay, I've got Denver right here. So Denver's last four is at Detroit this coming up week, home against Patriots, home against Chargers, and at Raiders. So that's a probably three and one. It better be if they plan on making the playoffs. Yeah, so that's, Kansas that's City's be 10, at the Patriots. They'll there'll be double digit point double digit right. favorites there. Yeah. Hosting Raiders, double digit favorites there. Hosting Bengals, favorites at the Chargers, probably double digit oh, favorites yeah. there if they're gonna if they need the game. Yeah, um, yeah. And Herbert broke his, you know, index finger on his throwing hand. So he's I mean, I haven't heard it announced, but he's probably done for the year. He's out for thir- – well, they said most likely out for Thursday. But we'll get into that in just a second in injuries. All right, you got anything else on that? Nope. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, long more time to go over some look-ahead stuff. We'll start with the injuries. Um, Atlanta. Their tackle, Jake Matthews, did not come back versus the Bucks, And they lost defensive end, uh, Contavious Street. So, mm. that's not good for a team that's struggling just to uh, make a playoff run. Um, Baltimore, Kyle, safety Kyle Hamilton left out, or he was ruled out with a knee of the Rams. That'd be a big loss for them if they lose him. Um uh, Nobody cares about the Panthers, the Browns. Well, Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback for the rest of the year, so good for him. Yeah, playing well. Uh, Cows came out clean. God damn, they're so they're the healthiest fucking team in the league. I swear. Well, to God. besides besides Rankins, who I don't know how long he's gonna. I don't know what is the extent of it is, but he's a he's a pretty important run stuffer for them in the middle. But yeah, they're 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 pretty healthy. <laughs> they're doing well. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. Uh, Lions came out pretty clean. Jair Alexander is not playing tonight. Stroud in concussion protocol, so I don't look for him to play next week, and which like, is a huge blow for them. And like four other starters that they lost in that game. Defensive they, end, Will Anderson Jr. did not return. Wide receiver, Nico Collins. Linebacker, Blake Cashman. And cornerback, whatever, Tavier, I don't know. Thomas. Yeah. Yep. They lost they're, a shit ton of people. There, that this might be, you know, we'll have to see how these, you know, how long these players are out. There this is be, one of those teams that Denver needs to fall for yeah. them to get in. So and I think, this line I think they're going to get it. it. Yep. Uh, the Jaguars came out pretty clean. Ezra Cleveland, uh, he went down, didn't come back. Um, TL's obviously hurting, but he was out there. God damn it, he gave him his best shot. He looked fine to me. It didn't affect him at all. He was running, scrambling, looked fine. He threw three picks. I don't know that he's ever done that in his career before. but Yeah, but that's – that's. I mean – They're facing a badass defense for sure. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he ducked out of that game uh, quicker than shit. And Andre James uh, also did not come back their center. That's not good for the Raiders, but they're out of it anyway. Who cares? Justin Herbert, where he said – He's probably not playing, but keep your head. It's a Thursday game too, so in a short week, I man, I don't see any chance. But he's a tough kid. He'll be. I was just teasing, but I don't see how he can. Period. He broke his throwing hand index finger. I just, I, I don't. And unless it's like just like a fractured, like just a you know barely fractured it or something. How do you play with? He played with the throwing hand ring or middle finger all fucked up. But this is your throwing hand. Not throwing, yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Rams wide receiver two two out. Well, that's not Pikachu, right? No, he sucks. Okay, I mean, he doesn't suck, but he's he's like he's easily replaceable. All right, and they're pretty much good on that. Uh, well, no, their right tackle uh, went down. Also, did not return. The right tackle went down for Minnesota too. Um, that, so they're getting they're starting to lose some people there on the offensive yep, line. Justin Jefferson. I, I mean, I don't know that he comes back this year it's a chest injury he went to the hospital for we'll see uh, they say he's questionable so yeah. uh, if, for your fantasy teams it's uh it's uh, it'd be nice to have for the playoff run alexander madison also went down didn't come back uh, they don't, they don't run anyways you know what are running backs in minnesota i do love the fact this this one fucking really irked me it goes to your Derek or dave yeah Derek Carr uh theory about him just not being alpha, not doing things like he just does little things that just fucking irks me, and this is one of them. He told the reporters after the game that you know he's suffered three rib fractures already this year. Like, oh, did you wait <laughs> to a game to where y'all actually won in convincing fashion? Say, like, oh, by the way, but out here, I don't want to use it before, so I don't want to seem like an excuse. But now that we won, I go ahead and tell you guys, I'm not out here playing with broken ribs. Yeah, I, I, you know, for a guy that, you know, we've talked about this earlier. I didn't watch a whole lot throughout his career, uh, but you know, th- this year I've been locked into the, to the Saints more than I would would like to admit, and I, my my super contest results will will tell you the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I he's I, not, he I would never sign like if I was a scout and he was a free agent, he would be red tagged off my list. It just can't have quarterback. Uh, the Eagles lost a pretty big chunk with Reed Blankenship and safety. Uh, he's in concussion protocol too, so that is not good for them. Uh, also, Cam Jurgens, their guard, did not come back. They're lucky their schedule's easy the rest of the year. That's all I can tell them. Um, they're 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 uh, yeah. If it's a, if it's an easy schedule, then they they should be all right. But man, that's a that's a team trending the wrong way at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> San Fran, they had some. Uh, Bang ups here and there. Lost Tre'Davious Ward would be my biggest concern there uh, if he doesn't come back. But we'll what see. What was his injury? What his was a groin. But yeah. who knows if it had been a competitive game? You know, maybe he would have come back. But yeah, uh, we don't know about Geno Smith if he's coming back yet or not. Um, DK Metcalf was ejected. We'll see if there's any. <laughs> Any uh, further discipline from that? I doubt it. Uh, Artie Burns, their cornerback, was ruled out, and they also lost. So they lost both starting cornerbacks. So probably not good for Seattle, and that's who Philly plays next. So really not good for them there. Ooh. And then Tampa Bay, your odds-on leader in the vaunted NFC South, lost their safety and defensive lineman William Golston and Carlton Davis, the third. So... They, that's a team that has been – I mean, they're just filling up the injury sheet every fucking week. Um, so, I really think that they might be the best team in the division when everybody's healthy. Um, but, yeah, coin flip on who the fuck's actually going to win that division. Well, I would argue with you in the preseason, and I did, but I won't argue with you anymore. They might be the actual best team in that shitty fucking division. So, yeah. All right. Um, a little bit of college to clean up real quick. Drake May, quarterback for UNC, did declare for the draft. So, big news if you're looking to bet that game. Sad news for you if you already bet UNC. But uh, if you're looking to go the other way, now is the time, is all I'll say on that. And then, Longhorn, what do you got looking forward to the NFL? Okay. So, the look-ahead lines. I've got 
Uh, I put three sides in, and you'll notice a theme if you've been following this on on our Monday podcast throughout the year, that I grab key numbers on these early Monday release. So I got Minnesota plus three and a half. We'll see what happens with the quarterback situation there. Um, But, you know, key number. So I went ahead and grabbed it. I took Jacksonville plus three and a half. And remind, remind me who they're playing. Jacksonville is – oh, they're hosting Baltimore. Okay, yeah. So I just took them, you know, three and a half. We'll, we'll see what that line does. And I just wanted to get on the, the good side of that number just in case. And then I took New England plus 10 at home against the the Chiefs. We talked about that a little bit. It's just a – you know, that's just a big number. And we know we know that how Kansas City plays these games. They play these games close. So – I like that 10. I do expect it to dip down a little, probably to 9. It, it's not going to move a whole lot, but probably get down to 9 by the time. Um, well, it you know, opened set. at 9, and it got up to 10. Now it'll go back down. down to 9.5. Yeah, it'll, it'll go back down to around 9 by kickoff. So those are the actual sides. Now, I talked about a little bit earlier the teasers that are carrying over. I want you all to continue to do this with me and, uh, and get this um, money-making opportunity. There's two games. That I've filled in with five with those five carryovers from last week on the teaser legs, and those two you can probably figure it out, you know, on your own. But it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh up from two and a half to eight and a half. <clears throat> it's a good spot for them coming off two losses. They're back in their underdog role, backs against the wall. This is the perfect Thomas spot. Take them up to eight and a half, fill them in with one of those teaser spots, and then the other one is Dallas. Dallas plus two at Buffalo. Take them up to plus eight. I think that's going to be a real close, hard-fought three-point game either way. Um, so not calling any fiddle in the middles yet, although uh, – and I won't fiddle in the middle with Indy because i probably like Pittsburgh to win that game outright. It's a good spot for them. Dallas and Buffalo could be a fiddle, so stay tuned for that on Thursday um, and, and see how that all falls out. we got some more research to do before we get to that. Yeah, I took a few early ones. Of course, all, the, all four primetime unders. I already grabbed those. They're one and one yeah. so far this week. Yeah, and they're uh, going right now. Uh, let's take a take a peek in. Uh, we're recording on Monday night. Uh, Green Bay is creeping down to the end of the first. It's zero zero, and five minutes left. Also in Miami, Tennessee, and it's seven nothing. So they're they're trending towards both unders, but we'll see how they how they finish out. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, I took a do no long teaser on a seven pointer. To get Detroit to plus three, and the under to fifty four against Denver. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, and then yeah, all four. And then I actually took Buffalo on the money line already, and that's already going my way. It was one and a half when I took them on the money line. It's up to two now. So, yeah, I think I think oh. Buffalo's playing the kind of football right now that I've I've been waiting on them to play for I don't know three years instead Running. of being the front running. High flying, we're gonna fucking slap each other in the ass, and I'm gonna be John Wayne. They're actually used the perfect word earlier in this podcast: gritty. Mm-hmm. They're playing gritty, gritty football, and they have the type of team and the attitude and the coach and the quarterback. They can go on the road in the playoffs and beat anybody. You do yeah. not want Buffalo coming to your fucking town in January in the playoffs. I promise you that. So, no, absolutely not. And they know they got to win them out. They got to win out. And they're running. And they're running the ball. The cows can't stop the run. They suck at it. Yeah. So basically, it sounds like we'll stay stay tuned for uh, for the Thursday pod. But it sounds like he might be leaning towards a fiddle there if he's already got 
Buffalo in the pocket, and we'll see what that. If they tick up to two and a half for cows, that's going to be hard to not tease up. Oh, no doubt about that. All right, you got anything else? Um, just the, the with the two games going tonight. Uh, we talked about last Monday that uh, these were two games that I brought up last Monday. Went ahead and put in Miami minus thirteen, and went ahead and put in the Giants uh, at at seven. So you know, I've got <laughs> I got four picks going tonight, which is weird because I put them all in last Monday. So um, it pays to listen, like you always say. It always pays to listen. I got both unders uh, going tonight, and I grabbed Tennessee at plus 14 and a half. So I waited on that number to tick up there. Oh, yeah. Good I think number. it closed at 14. So that was basically – I got at the very top of the market. Uh, and You're the both, Giants both closed down at numbers. six. So, yeah, you got the best number there too. Yeah. All right. All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, rep. That wraps up episode number one seventy six. Seventy six. Yeah, got it. One seventy six. All right, go to that website, thefootballgloryhole.com. Check out those free picks. Check out those buy picks. If you want to email in info at the football glory hole and say, hey, it's late in the season, cut me a deal. I don't necessarily want to do a week to week or a month to month. Just cut me a deal on the rest of the year. And, uh, and we'll work with you on that and hook you up. You uh, and Tiny Tim and his ukulele will go wanting. I w- yeah, that, that will be all Bo Sivas. So email him and, he'll, and he, you know, he'll, he'll hook you up there. Um, be sure and uh, subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Don't be stingy. And if you do any of these things, we become partners for life. And as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby.